Welcome in to the Friday, September 1st, 2023 installment of Market Plus. Joining us now, John Roach. John, who's been on the road, Farm Progress Show. Uh, you've had a chance to see some crops up close, people up close. What's your biz- biggest takeaway from this trip here? on what the, the farmers tell you. Well, first of all, I have to back up a little bit. I live in Florida, so I don't, oh, see, the, I don't see the Midwestern uh, crop very often, but I spent uh, a couple of weeks in June and another week in July up uh, in Minnesota and Northern uh, Iowa, and it was really dry, and they were really hurting, and they finally got some rains. When I came back in uh, July, they were feeling better uh, uh, in some areas and not so good in other areas, and now uh, I came back, and uh, the, the good news is that there were rains across most most of the areas, uh, and we had a really good August in most of the areas, and July in other areas, and and uh, until the heat finally came. So, the, so there is a crop out there. It doesn't look bad from the road driving down the highway. It doesn't look bad. You can sure see the the, the light areas of the field, and we're sure seeing a lot of difference, you know, between uh, soil types and stuff like that. But there's a crop out there. But what we don't know is we don't know how much damage that crop had before rains finally came, and then in other areas, how much damage there's been since the rains have quit and how much the heat did and how much the heat next week is going to do to it. I mean, so there's so many things here on a crop that's sort of been threatened all through its growing season. So here we are a week, two weeks, three weeks away from harvest, depending on your area. And we're going to find out uh, exactly uh, what kind of yields that we have out there. Uh, And so that's where the market is at this point. And so where I'm at is in exactly that same spot. I can drive by a field. I can look at it. I can stand with a farmer next to the field. And when both of us try to estimate the yield in that field, we have no idea. I mean, oh, we'll put a number out there, but we both know we're both guessing. And, and that's where the market is right now. And, and in that situation, we have slid the corn market clear down to the bottom, and we've slid the bean market up near the top. Worried, do, worried and uncertain about crops. We have a couple of questions that get to those points. Uh, I want to get to cotton here. Uh, that's put on almost 5 $6.00 in two weeks. What's going on there? Well, we've seen China be a buyer of, of, um, of everything, actually. I mean, we saw some export business finally kind of come through, uh, and, we, and we had uh, uh, crop problems and, and dry weather and, and then hurricane. And, I mean, so really, you really just have had enough different things threaten the cotton market this week. It caught and ran up, and it cleared some resistance. We had a really strong close on Friday. Uh, it's going to trigger a sell signal. We're going uh, to start selling into this market a little bit, And we think that's what cotton producers need to be doing. Let's talk about fertilizer. That's another question uh, you wanted to discuss. Uh, Paul in Iowa asked us uh, via Facebook this week, is it time to get spring fertilizer prices booked and bought? Booked in and buy them. Should you do it right now? Yes. Uh, we put out an alert today. Uh, we write in a letter on fertilizer, and people maybe don't know we do that, uh, but we, uh, uh, we write a letter for fertilizer, and we put our letter out today, and we recommended finishing up your purchases of, uh, of uh, fall fertilizer needs, uh, uh, and we maybe, maybe wouldn't wrap everything up uh, when you're looking at the phosphorus. We might just go a little slow with that, but then the, uh, and we'd also like to get a little started next spring. And if you're finding some bargain offers out there, we think you need to take advantage of it. So we're, we're aggressively on the purchase side of fertilizer if, you're, if your uh, dealer has followed these price declines to the downside. I guess it'll come up in a moment, but I guess I'll spoil it a little bit. Do you think that this early harvest, maybe a drier field, is going to lead to less expense for a farmer on drying needs? Because it's been a story the last couple of years where it's been later 
and they've had to spend a lot to get this crop out. Any factor in? But we're going to dry the corn down further this year. Uh, if, if the corn reacts the way it normally does with this warm weather and, and dry uh, condition, we're going to dry it down faster and we'll spend less money on drying, I believe. Okay. All right, let's move into a question here from Cody. He'll open up uh, one of our other questions here. And this one is about storage. With low corn prices and no storage, do I sell my corn, take the money and run, or do I pay to store corn, bank feed corn needs over the next year? Well, um, the idea of holding um, uh, corn in commercial storage just doesn't appeal to me very much at all. Uh, but uh, we, we may end up being stuck in that if, if we don't get some sort of a bounce back in the market. I think there's going to be a bit of a contest here between the grower and the buyer. And the buyer has nothing bought in corn, or very little anyway, uh, and, and the seller has very little sold. And so who's going to come to the trough first? Is it the buyer who's going to start bidding to get inventory, or is it going to be the seller uh, who says, okay, I, I've got a crop that I'm going to harvest, I've got to get it sold. And right now it's a waiting game. Uh, and so um, there may be an opportunity here to get some decent new crop sales with decent new crop bids right at the beginning part of harvest. And that might be your best adv- opportunity if you don't have storage. Take advantage of the early shipment premiums. I asked Dan Huber, I think, last week and maybe the last two weeks, we've talked a little bit about basis levels. Do you hear that those are fluctuating wildly? Yes, they're, uh, they're, it depends on, on your buyer and it depends every day uh, because nobody wants to go out and accumulate a big inventory, but they need enough for today and this week and maybe next week. And so that's all the further they want to pay premium price. They're having to bid up to get it. They have to, you know, so in some areas, I mean, you know, in geographic areas, you can have a 50 cent difference in basis, in basis for spot corn. And that's going to translate into harvest mm-hmm. and, and depending on just who blinks first and who comes after the market first. All right, so that's one side of that equation. Let's go to the other side of the equation when it comes to this discussion with Joe in Wisconsin. He wants to know, John, with November beans making new highs and the December corn making new lows, how should we be looking at the corn to soybean ratio going forward? Where's that play into this one? Well, I think at the moment what we have is we have the bean market in a, in a positive situation caused by buying uh, from China. China's been purchasing in, over this last 30 days more than people figured at this time frame. Uh, and, uh, 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 and at the same time, uh, uh, worry about the, the crop in the field. So there's two positives. At the same time, the commodity fund's buying. So we've had all three of them and, and farmers on the other side, very reluctant to sell anything. Now, we finally got beans up to $14, and, and farmers said, okay, okay, okay. And so farmer sales this week stopped the market and turned it back down. But until we turn this market into a downtrend, the funds are going to continue buying. And, in, and until we know what the yield is, we're still going to be worried about yields, but that we're going to get past that in a little bit. I think we're going to get past the fund buying, past, maybe past the yield worries, and the corn market or the bean market could have a pretty nasty slide here. Uh, so we, we want to be careful failing to sell beans on strength in here if we don't have good storage to take it into the fall. So maybe Thursday, Friday's action is a wake-up call if you really should pr- want to price some beans you need to be calling Monday? Yeah. Or Tuesday, I guess, because yeah. of the holiday. You need to sell the heat next week. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, speaking of heat, let's talk Ryan in Iowa with his question. With crops turning brown earlier than normal in parts of the Corn Belt, any chance the USDA will drop their yield estimate and then the price will react to it? 
Is there a chance the USDA drops your yield estimate? I'm giving you a wide exit on this question. <laughs> there certainly is. Yeah. Is it yeah. a good chance? Uh, I think there's a good chance, yeah, because we didn't have normal weather from the 1st of August until today. We had, we had pretty good weather that turned into pretty bad weather. You know, and so uh, uh, it, it would seem to me that the number needs to come down. Okay, now let's play into this next part of this discussion, and we've talked about it a little bit. William's question now, please. Will harvest be done by October 15? Hmm. Um, you're asking a boy from Florida. Not, <laughs> I'm actually not Florida, or not from Florida, but from in Iowa. Florida. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know. It'll, you know that, that, it, it's going to go fast, I would think. Okay, which is my then follow-up to this, because is this is significant. This is kind of based on what you said during analysis, I think. Does the price action change dramatically once we figure out what this corn is? Say it's quick to come in, and October 15 we're sitting. Say the, say the crop's bigger than we thought. Okay. Are we going higher? Are we going lower? If the crop is bigger than bigger. we thought. See, there's something about... Price is, price is not determined based on supply and demand. Price is determined based on people's idea of what to do with that supply and demand. I think farmers are going to be tough when it comes to selling this fall. I mean, I think you, they'll sell what they have to sell, and, and it'll, but once the bins get locked up, that, I think the user is gonna have trouble buying anything. And so that's the reason I think the user is gonna start anticipating that, and it's just a matter of time here, who, who, who blinks first? Is it the farmer who blinks first by rushing, getting in the field and getting sales made? Or is it the user who says, I don't own anything and I'm getting scared? And, and, and we're coming right up on that time frame. And so far, the farmer has been a tight holder, except last week when we got beans up to $14. And then last week, they had to price out the delayed pricing uh, bushels, too. Or not last week, this week. When will we know that something has changed dramatically at that scenario? When we get the combine in the field. That's, the, that's when it'll that's be. That's the next okay. thing. We won't know enough about demand in the next... 30 days. We won't know a lot about uh, any of the international, a lot, a lot of the things, like, but we will know what, what the harvest looks like. We will know what the crops look like. And that is a, that's a major key ingredient to a pricing structure. And I think we have discounted the big crop idea. Uh, and, um, uh, and that's what we saw last week. We quit going down. We also know to say thank you for your time. Good mm -hmm. to see you thank again. Thank you, Paul. All right. John Roach, Senior nice Market Analyst. Next week, we are going to look at how duck producers are hitting economic curveballs, and we'll have commodity market analysis with Christy Van Onchezeth. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week.